this time you'll have the opportunity to meet with you all because initially we were thinking maybe I can go back a little there will be some more space <coughs> can come forward I was wondering whether I'll have this opportunity to spend this time like this with you all because uh, it's Janmashtami time and I know most of you are very busy making the preparations and then we thought a few other days but then finally by the arrangement of Kamlesh Krishna and Suti Dharma Prabhu, we could have this slot. And so I'm very happy to meet you all. And how are you all doing? Huh? Okay, it goes without saying that you all are doing very well. Huh? Actually, you all are very fortunate to be a part of the Bhaktivedanta Manor. Bhaktivedanta Manor has a very wonderful atmosphere. Bhaktivedanta Manor has a wonderful devotees, group of wonderful devotees who are guiding you all. Like last night, how many of you are in the program, the patron dinner? Such a wonderful festival. Not many temples have this kind of support from the, the congregation. And I know that, like, since uh, so many years I'm involved and I've seen how many of you get involved in the arrange preparation for Janmashtami in Bhaktivedanta manner. Mm. And I'm seeing that uh, the involvement is even increasing. Mm. And as a result of that, you get such a gorgeous Janmashtami celebration. And you got a taste of it yesterday in the patron dinner. Those who are supporting, those who are helping, many of many of you also are uh, for about a month. You come straight to the manor from your work and prepare for the Janmashtami. And this is what uh, spiritual life is like: to be happy, to enjoy. Enjoy the rights and right way. Sometimes devotees think that, oh, in Krishna consciousness there is no enjoyment. It's a crime to aspire for enjoyment. But that's not true. That is, don't go in for wrong enjoyment. Because wrong enjoyment doesn't allow you to enjoy wrong enjoyment. Endeavor for wrong enjoyment leads you to suffering. That is what one is advised not to aspire for. 
But the real enjoyment is there. If enjoyment is not there, then why would one come to Krishna consciousness? So devotional service is leading us to the world of joy. Anandam buddhibarthanam. What is the meaning of the word ananda? Ecstasy. And what is ecstasy? The height of enjoyment is ecstasy. Okay. So spiritual life is made for real enjoyment. And one, as a result of that involvement, expresses his love for Krishna through his service. That's why it's called devotional service. Our enjoyment comes from serving. Then the question may arise that how can one really enjoy by serving? Serving is troublesome. Serving is stressful. Serving is difficult. Uh, Yeah, the real enjoyment comes through from the reciprocation. You serve Krishna. Yes, service is arduous. Service is stressful. But when you serve Krishna, Krishna doesn't, just doesn't uh, uh, just take your service and says, okay, thank you very much. Krishna reciprocates. And that is how the real enjoyment is experienced. Krishna's reciprocation. And it is not difficult actually to see how Krishna is already reciprocating. And this is what we have to become aware of. Like uh, every time we eat, do we enjoy our food? And if we consider that this food is a gift of Krishna, Krishna is giving it to us because he loves us. Each time we drink water, we can consider that it is Krishna's gift as an expression of his love. Each time we breathe, how wonderful it is to breathe, isn't it? And it is due to Krishna's mercy. So this is how at every moment we can experience the joy of our appreciation for Krishna's love towards us. And the more we try to perceive it, the more we try to probe into it, the greater joy we will experience. And then what to speak of the other responses, the other reciprocation that Krishna extends. <coughs> like, when we associate with the devotees, we feel that through the association of devotees, what do we get? Actually, if we go deep into it, then we'll see through the association of devotees, we get love and care. It becomes so obvious how the devotees love each other. 
And that is what makes this community of devotees so wonderful. Such love will never get anywhere. Without any expectation, there is so much offering. And the devotee community is so wonderful, like, uh, just to give an example, maybe you, many of you have uh, seen in the Ishtagoshti that Shivashi's wife, after the childbirth, got into a coma. And now the mother is in the hospital, she's, you know, practically paralyzed. But the baby uh, is being taken care of by all the devotees female devotees there. Shift, in shift they're coming to take care of the baby. Where will he get this kind of uh, reciprocation? And I spoke to some of them and they said, I asked for how long can you do that? He said, don't worry Maharaj, Guru Maharaj, we'll take care. <laughs> we have so many of us here, we'll take care. So this is what makes the community of devotees so wonderful. We always have our devotees around us who are prepared to extend our, themselves at the time of our difficulty. And don't you know the expression, a friend in need is a friend indeed. And the real identity of a friend or a well-wisher will be displayed at the time of difficulty. There's a Bengali proverb also that when the time is good, there are so many friends. <laughs> but at the time of distress, they all disappear. <laughs> that is the material nature. But in Krishna consciousness, is the opposite. In Krishna Consciousness, at the time of difficulty, we actually see forever that these devotees are our real friends. And we need that. In this material nature, we need this, this support. And Krishna is providing this support so wonderfully. So, so this is Śrīla Prabhupāda's wonderful gift and take full advantage of this gift. Thank you all very much. Does anybody have any question or complaint? <laughs> you can feel free to complain if you have to. If you feel that I'm not really taking care of you properly, raise your hands. <laughs> Express your grievances. <laughs> okay, okay. Does anybody have any question? Yes. Oh no. Okay. She was shifting her glasses. I thought she was. <laughs> Come, ask ask question. Uh. Guru Maharaj, I wanted to ask a question from this morning's class. Uh, when we talk about Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we understand he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But when we worship him, 
do we worship him as a supreme lord or do we worship him as a follower of lord krishna hmm. no we worship him in high reverence recognizing that he is the supreme personality of god otherwise why should you put him in the altar hmm. questions Okay. Yeah, from the handwriting I could make out this journal. Okay, question one. Very good. She has uh, two questions. Uh, please, can you explain the philosophical concept of guru is one? Does this refer to one can have one diksha guru but many shiksha gurus as the instructions? they give are the same the guru the concept that guru is one it means that all the gurus are representing one personality mm. like say somebody is selling some product say a sony product or apple product uh, there are some person in london some in birmingham some in newcastle and so forth they all are delivering although they are different but they are delivering the same goods same goods apple products so similarly all gurus are delivering the same product krishna <laughs> so that's why uh, they are one and ultimately they all are representing balaram nitananda prabhu but then again it is achinta bhed abhed guru and one at the same time different in relation to this the relationship with guru and disciple is eternal i understand i understood that if in this lifetime the disciple doesn't go back to godhead then in the next lifetime lifetimes also the guru comes again to guide the sincere disciple in this case does the guru come again personally himself or does krishna send another advanced soul to help the disciple if it can be the latter then how do we understand that our relationship with our spiritual master is an eternal one to understand that point uh, we have to go back to the example i gave this morning in relation to iskon in the spiritual world uh, so when we go back to the spiritual sky we will be with our guru because that's the group we belong to and so that is how the relationship is eternal not in the material context but in the spiritual context so that is how it is eternal and yes Uh, the guru takes the responsibility 
for his disciple, provided the disciple is seriously connected. In this respect, Prabhupada gave an example, like to cross a river, you get into a boat. When you get into the boat, then it is the boatman's responsibility to take you across the river. But if you jump overboard, <laughs> then the boatman may save you or may not save you. <laughs> so similarly, when you take to spiritual life, we have to be seriously committed and sincerely involved. Shouldn't give up. So this is, this is how there are different ways of looking at it. Another consideration is, at the time of initiation, the contract is made. The Guru says, okay, you follow this standard and I'll be responsible. But if one does not, then again the Guru may go out of his way to save or he may not. Like, you know, in a legal contract, if one party breaks the contract, it's null and void. <laughs> yes. Hare Krishna. May I, could you please just explain a little bit further the relationship between the Lord and the, and the devotees in Gauru Prindaban? Is it also, is, is there an O, element of O there as well? In Vrindavan? In, in Golok Vrindavan? Uh, in Golok Vrindavan, you see, because Krishna allows devotees to develop relationship and friendship, the awe and reverence is there in servitorship. In, in, yeah, in servitorship. But in friendship, parental and conjugal, the awe and reverence is not. There, it's missing. Mm. Oil reverence means the awareness that Krishna is God, therefore we must treat him in a certain way. There the feeling is Krishna is my friend, so they are dealing with him like a friend. Do the friends have oil reverence between themselves? Does the father treat the child with oil reverence? <laughs> if the if he does, recognizing that he is the supreme personality of Godhead, then that parental relationship will be marred. It will go away. You won't be able, like Vasudeva and Devaki. The moment they recognize that Krishna is God, the parental affection disappeared. That that aspect only develops in Goluk Vrindavan or can that happen? Yeah. The, with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Goluk Vrindavan is the only region where friendship, parental and conjugal relationships are manifest in a proper way. Yes, Mukhanarayan. <coughs> uh, we were saying earlier about uh, when the devotee leaves his body, he goes, if he goes back to the spiritual world, he uh, meets up with his, his spiritual master again. But what if the disciple leaves the body before his good? Before him? Well, then Prabhupada will take care of him. <laughs> if he enters into Goluk, if he enters into the spiritual sky, then Prabhupada will be there. And other devotees will be there. 
So the point is, you know, like the main group is Prabhupada's group. He is our group leader. Yes. Hare Krishna Das. I'm really happy to see you come back to Bhagavan Gita. <clears throat> As you probably know, I'm doing a silent Bhagavad Gita in sign language, a bit creating, doing the process for a long time. And I just wanted to ask the devotees to support me. Um, at the moment it didn't happen. I've been asked the devotees, everyone is, is busy. They, they won't help me. So. I find it difficult to finish the project. And I feel that the healing world and the world are different. So, if you please ask some devotees to help me to finish the project, that would be great. Okay, I'll ask here who is going to help you. Very good. See, so many hands have gone up. But it's about editing. In a, in a computer. Okay, they're expert in everything. <laughs> You'll find someone who is expert in editing, someone is expert in promoting. <laughs> anyway, you take the, give the names. The, the names, huh? you take the names. Already few devotees are volunteering to Hare Krishna, thank you for serving Srila Prabhupada so nicely. Uh, yes, Harsharani. I have a similar question that um, if a devotee is like to pass its away first, but uh, if a devotee goes to the spiritual world, but the spiritual master is on the material world because he's helping the other conditioned souls. So when do they meet up? Yeah, as I say, like, you see, we belong to Srila Prabhupada's group, right? So Prabhupada is there in the spiritual world. And, you know, those who are living and achieving their spiritual perfection, living their body and achieving spiritual perfection, they will go to Srila Prabhupada, there in the spiritual I mean, when they go back, they will, you know, they won't become a vagabond there. You know, they end up with Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> and so that's how, you know, like, whether the Guru was before or after that, you know, like, what if the Guru doesn't make it? It can happen. Uh, so, uh, but the thing is, those who are going back, they are actually Prabhupada custody. They're in Prabhupada's custody. So Prabhupada will take care of them. Yes, Narayani. Um, this question is about Siksha and Diksha relationship. Um, you know how the structure is in ISKCON. I see that actually Siksha relationships are very, very important. Um, because they are your day-to-day -day guides, <coughs> devotees, your mentors, um, and although you know, and the and diksha relationship because the, the guru has to travel all over the world, you, you know, you may not be in contact with him daily basis. So, the diksha relationship is is important and prominent. Oh, um, yeah, sure. And sure. how is 
and I think the GBC also considered that. How is it that they're going to promote this uh, relationship? The way to pro promote it is through education. You know, like if you teach the devotees, your Diksha Guru is everything and no one else matters. Right? Then they will think that way. But is that the right understanding? No. Then there comes the question of giving the right understanding. So that is education. So, you know, ultimately it is a matter of education. Teaching devotees, reminding what they should do. And the main, in ISKCON, uh, the main consideration is Śrīla Prabhupāda as the Shikshu Guru, the preeminent Shikshu Guru. And those who are supporting in that concept, right? So they also become Shikshu Gurus. But who is the principal Shikshu Guru? Prabhupada. And Prabhupada's position even supersedes the position of Diksha Guru. Because we are in the institution that belongs to Srila Prabhupada. This is Prabhupada's ashram. So everyone here is Prabhupada's subject. And for everyone, Śrīla Prabhupāda is the principal spiritual personality. And we'll develop relationships, no doubt. Sometimes the relationship with the present Diksha Guru may be very strong. Sometimes the relationship even may develop with Shiksha Gurus. It's a matter of, it's a journey of heart. Wherever the relationship develops, just go that way. Whoever is inspiring you the most, Go that way. Wherever you feel the greatest love and commitment, go that way. <coughs> and ultimately we all belong to the same family. Which will probably be center. Okay. So any other question? Yes. Um, I just want to know how do we actually develop an attitude of seriously following Guru's instructions? Because sometimes we make certain sometimes uh, to the degree of our surrender, we might be lazy sometimes to follow instructions of the Guru. Or, so how do we actually develop the attitude to seriously follow it? By becoming serious. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, you see, like, what we are doing, when we are committing ourselves, we have to be committed to that, you know. Like, you know, when there is the laxity in following, ultimately what it means, lack of sincerity. Right? So we, the most important consideration is to become serious. And it begins, that seriousness begins from chanting. Uh, what is the first instruction? The, what's the first vow? Uh, the most important vow we take when we come to Krishna consciousness. Sixteen rounds. And then four regulative principles and other things. Right? So these vows we have to, you know, if we adhere to these vows properly, the, the 
joy of Krishna consciousness will be experienced. And that will make us more and more committed. Like, you see, it is not an artificial thing that we are cultivating. We are cultivating a natural way to enjoy this particular. So when you get the taste, therefore there is a consideration of rasa, taste. So when you get the taste, then automatically you will want to do it more. As a child, one doesn't want to eat. The mother has to force the child to eat. But once the child gets the taste, then what happens? He goes to the kitchen and steals and eats. (laughs) <laughs> so that is uh, this, that is how the spiritual life is. So the bottom line is param drishta nivartanta. By getting the higher taste, one abstains from the lower taste. Okay, Hare Krishna, all glories to Shiva Prabhupada. Gold, Premanandi, So everyone become very good devotee. And give the taste. And become fixed up. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you have a question? No, it's not a question. Sorry, Maharaj. I just want to know the names of before the people who are willing to help. They'll come and give it to you. Okay. Thank you. The first one is Kamlesh Krishna. Guru Maharaj Ki. Yay!